Welcome to the Random Tea Gotham Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we are talking about Season 1, Episode 13. Welcome back, Jim Gordon. He was gone for an episode and a half. Welcome back, Jim Gordon. He wasn't even gone for that long. Welcome back, Jim Gordon. No. <laughs> there is no welcoming of the back. He was never gone. I know. Essence like, I couldn't fucking get rid of you for one episode. <laughs> And it's this, oh, welcome back. What? <laughs> Fuckers. Um, the, Stupid title. We had a lady director and a lady writer. She couldn't come up with a better title. Well, you know. Um, our director was Wendy uh, Stansler, and she also directed the Mama episode of Sleepy Hollow. Mama episode. Where oh. we find out about Abby and Jenny's mom. Oh. Oh. Yeah. She directed? She directed oh, that. Oh, okay. And the writer was uh, Megan Moston-Brown. Do we know her? I don't Okay. Know. All right. Um, so I, I like this episode. It was okay. I thought if was... I can get past the title. Yeah. <laughs> We're apparently going for sentences now. I, did they totally What the little back boy told him. Pet... Welcome back, Jim Gordon. Could they not just call it Jim Gordon? Jim Gordon. The whole damn show is. Well, I mean, we've had Harvey Dent. That's Selena true. Kyle. It would have fit in with the M.O. That's true. Welcome back. When was he gone? <laughs> For reals. <laughs> and GCPD is like, yay, you're back. <laughs> awesome. Harvey's excited. Yeah, Harvey's excited. Do you- yeah, it was um, it was an okay episode. I okay. mean, I didn't like it as much as the last one, but I did enjoy it. No. I don't think it was. I don't think it was mu- as much of a backslide as we got in like uh, yeah episode nine. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. They. It started uh, jumping more than I like, mm-hmm. around and around, but... I, but we had a lot going on. But I feel really do feel like we're progressing. There's less character getting to know you. Getting to know you. <laughs> uh, there's That's less true. of that and more story. There's less exposition and more story. There you go. I knew one of us would know See, the See, there was a words. word for it. Yeah. <laughs> you knew what I meant. I have the brain right now, so... Oh, good, because I don't think I do. <laughs> So we start out, and it's this, like, warehouse lab thing, and Fish is being taken in, and uh, she seems terribly amused at the prospect of this guy, Bob, torturing her. Okay, Bob is played by Michael Eklund. Okay. Bob, him in, a, of, in and of himself, is a nobody. Okay. Um, but he's played by Michael Eklund, which I found that interesting because he played the doll maker in Arrow. Really? Yes. Okay. That's... I just... Go looking for these new characters i mean by the end of this episode well <laughs> he's not around anymore yeah um <clears throat> which spoiler sorry spoiler for the end of the, <laughs> for the, end of the episode <laughs> um but i just go like to look up each actor to see do they have a connection to batman or yeah are they somebody we might know in something else but he was Dollmaker. wow that's which is a pretty prominent bad guy he was only in like one or two episodes but okay and he's already been teased in this show Yes. We never actually saw him, but no, he we was, have not he actually, was we've not seen him yet. Behind all the kidnappings in episode two. And I always say yet because Who the hell knows? Who knows? Where who we'll see next week. Um This torture scene was very, very sexual. Yeah. Did it really have to be fifty shades of grey? Well, and the crap? whole the whole thing though, I, I can kinda give them a pass on that because Fish is using her entire arsenal. That's true. As we see, and that's part of it. Yeah. Okay. Part of is is this intimidation, this tough, this I'm gonna I'm gonna not only be not afraid of you, but I'm gonna yeah. make it sexual. Well, and she's not being all 
doesn't either. Yeah. So we'll she's see. like, oh, this is fun. Bring it. Yeah. Yeah. But these two little henchmen. Who just do transpo. Her, boy, they are so giddy to be bringing Bob a new subject. Mm-hmm. You're like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, you're yeah. a little creepy. You're like, all right. You got to wonder what Bob is up to when he doesn't have uh, uh, any friends to yeah, play with. Yeah, I know, with. right? <laughs> frightening. So we go to uh, Jim, Harvey and Jim. They're at the crime scene. Um, and They've caught a new case. This is a yeah. whole new day. And um, Harvey already knows about Jim and Lee. Well, he was up early and apparently has not been to bed yet. Yes. Was he was, he he was upset. He, he was, was up upset. all night. Yeah. And um, About Lee or Fish? About both. Okay. Both, both is good. Too. Probably both is good. Too. Both is good. Um, and so nobody has found fish yet. And Jim tries to, which I, I, I will give it to Jim. He tries to comfort Harvey about it. Yeah. And, and he, he totally deflects. He does. And he's like, uh, he says, I know you had to think for her. And he's like, I ain't got to think for nobody. He's worried about fish, but he doesn't want Jim to know. Yeah. Which I thought it was nice. It was of, strictly business. I thought it was nice of Jim to even say anything about it. It was even as after a good every part, uh, even after everything Fish has put him through. Right, as a good partner. Yeah, it was strictly business, my ass. Yeah, he's just jealous of Doctor Tompkins. And um, well, and you notice Harvey already has his hat on. Oh yeah, yeah. We started out, but he hasn't been yeah. to sleep yet. So. so he's angry and jealous. Awesome. Um, and my Jim calls him Harv. Does he? Yes, he does. And I like it when he calls him hard. Uh, I like it when he calls him hard. Yeah. I'm sorry. Not so, really. uh, so this is a homicide case, and Harvey calls it a public service homicide. Yes, he does. And it kind of was. Jim meets Flash from Narcotics, who we got a flash of in the last last episode. Yes, we actually meet him this time. Um, we saw him, but we re- they really didn't tell us who he was. He was he the was guy the, with Kristen Kringle, with right? Kringle, right. Okay. Uh, he's played by Dash Mahawk. Okay. He's in uh, Ray Donovan. Okay. He plays a pretty prominent character, Donovan. I can't remember the name now. But his character's name is also Donovan, so I guess he's pretty prominent. Uh, But believe it or not, he was alpha male in I Am Legend. Really? Yeah. Okay. I know. Wow. Yeah, it kind of warps the brain a little, doesn't it? Wow. Because I saw I Am Legend, and I was like, Nobody was an I Am Will Legend. Smith Will was an Smith. I Am Legend and a dog. Were you the dog? That was it. So I was like, who the fuck was he? Alpha male. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. So he was the main. Yeah, the main big bad weird thing. Vampire thing. Vampire. In the books, they were vampires. I don't know what the fuck they were in the shows. Who the hell knows? I don't Zombie even know. vampires kind they of thing. They were weird. Um, but, okay, so. What? <laughs> You're already struggling. I am. What the fuck does Major Crimes do? I don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you, I think it was created just because, because Montoya and Allen are horrible. We have a narcotics division. We do. We have a homicide division. We find out later there's an IA division. We find out there's an IA division. What the fuck does Major Crimes do? Hopefully not getting anybody's are they the vice? Squ- they're not even the vice squad. Mm-mm. Because that's narcotics. They're not corrupt enough for any other... Uh, squad and so they just made their own i don't like it yeah i'm very confused yeah it's not really super clear like now harvey and flash seem pretty buddy buddy they do i think it's his ex-boyfriend oh and they're both gingers too yeah well both harvey and jim are blondes that's true that upsets that upsets me that's problematic i don't care because you know the best way to ship two characters is to have them have different color hair and heights yeah 
Oh yeah, yeah, that's the best. You gotta have the height thing. But yeah, they're both they're both blonde. Yeah. And well, I could I could argue argue that Harvey's a ginger and Jim is blonde. Therefore, it's okay. We can go with that. Okay, you're fine with that. Okay, thank you, thank you so much (laughs) for for enabling Um, my ship over here. Um, (laughs) But Jim, in this to get back to the show. Oh yeah. Jim notices the little thing in the foot. Yeah. Jim notices so much more than every other cop in every episode ever. Pretty much. I don't know if that's to show how bad the GCPD is or to show how good Jim is. Because, boy, that was damn obvious. It's probably a little bit of both. because, And I don't think it's necessarily... The, or if it's just to serve the story. I don't think it's necessarily the GCPD are bad. It's just none of them really like being cops because they don't want to actually have to well, be cops. Well, then they shouldn't fucking be there. That's true. The GCPD should be like Montoya and Allen, and that's it. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it just... Which is it, or is it just to push the story? Um, it's probably more than anything just to push the story along, and Jim is our main character, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah. oh my god. Yeah, and he, uh, the guy that he notices the the drugs in his shoe is it's a... that bright blue. And I thought that was going to be a thing. It looks kind of comic book Yeah, I thought they were going to name the drug, and it was going to be kind of like a Viper thing, but it wasn't. It was nothing. There's almost no Easter eggs in this episode, by the way. No, and, and like, this guy was a snitch for Flass, and he ended up dead. Dead-a-day. Yeah. Dead. And Flass thinks that it's a deal gone bad, because he's a drug dealer, and, you know, not nice things happen to drug dealers. And, um... They do. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh... He, they talk to this witness that has seen the whole thing. Can I get a witness? I'm so and, sorry. <laughs> and Jim has a personality to, with this guy. It's it's subtle, but like he's almost like reverent that this guy is somebody willing to to talk. Yeah, I got that. Because it's like, oh my god, the this, right is, thing this is a rarity. What was it? He says, "My wife says that if you don't step forward, you're stepping back." Yeah. And like, he's a nice old like, guy. Yeah, man. Yeah. I um think I have more. Did I ever look him up? Did I look him up later? Well, he's the not in it much longer. So, because <laughs> uh, they talk to him and um, he basically is like, "So, what do I need to do? Do I talk to you? What do I do? I saw the guy," and they're like, uh, "Come down to the no. precinct with us, and Sorry. they're gonna get a sketch artist." Yeah, I did, but he really was, he wasn't okay. anybody significant. I liked him. Yeah, I thought he was great. I thought I recognized him from somewhere, but I never did find him in anything. And so this poor nice guy, he gets killed while waiting for the sketch artist in an interrogation room. Yes, but that scene, we go through a cityscape scene mm-hmm. to go from the crime scene to GCPD. Did we see the bat smoke again? There was no, it was the gargoyles. Oh, okay. We saw the gargoyles this time. Okay. Um, but... He's, he's sitting there, and he's talking on the phone to his wife. Yep. Was it not obvious who the guy was walking in? I kind of thought so. The first time I saw it, I didn't, but I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah, but when I, but, yeah. But on the, on the rewatch, rewatch, I was, I was like, like, oh my God. That's who that is. It's absolutely Flass. Yeah. It's his voice. And he didn't even fact, disguise his no, voice he, or anything. Not, not very well, anyway. The thing is, the guy sitting, the, the, the janitor guy, he's sitting with his back to the door. You never see that. Yeah. They, they always put them facing the door so that when the interviewer walks in or the cops whoever walks in, there's a, a visual line yeah. of sight. Well, and... I, For whatever reason. You there's say a reason, that. I'm sure. I know. I, I work with a couple guys who will not sit with their back to the door. Yeah, I don't like sitting with my back to the door. Yeah, it's it's like a 
either one of them. And what's funny is to dick with them, I'll like sit because they they each like prefer to be in the back corner, facing the door, mm-hmm. and just to dick with them, I'll do that. That's I'll, so funny. I know. I would do it too. I know. So, but, but yeah, yeah, I don't like to sit with my my back facing yeah. the door. And this is probably good uh, a good reason my, not to do that. My oldest daughter's godfather is a ex agent. So he trained me well. <laughs> um, he made me very paranoid about my life. It's awesome. Awesome. Yay. Um, but yeah, that just like when they, fir- I mean, they open the scene and there he is with his back to the door. And I'm like, why? Yeah. It seems really, because in every cop procedural show, well, the and witness or the criminal he's or facing, whoever. He's facing the two way mirror, which I could understand is if he? he was. Yeah, I could understand I if he was a mirror. suspect, but he wasn't a suspect. Because this was an interrogation room. Yeah. Yeah. It it just set set with me wrong. Okay. Well, yeah, he gets dead. And (laughs) we see Ed playing at the crime scene. And he gets shut down by Harvey, like, immediately. But Jim answers his riddle. Jim does answer his riddle. And um, Ed thinks that the weapon is an ice pick with a hexagonal handle. And it happens to match the drug dealer victim. So... With Jim answering his riddle, there's some continuity mm-hmm. in this episode. Um, but I think we've exhausted Jim's emotional range and facial <laughs> expressions. Because um, when he, he announces it's the same, exact same weapon, his, his just, he's like, oh. Okay, mm-hmm. we've, I'm like, Jim, react. Something, baby. Yeah. I, don't, uh, I saw an interview with Ben. Mm-hmm. I think it's just him. Really? Yeah. Did he show any emotion at the Comic-Con panel? Not really. That's what, that's what, yeah. Yeah. I was watching it. Um, and that was a long time for him to be with, you know, his co-stars yeah, and everything. Well, I mean, the camera wasn't trained on him the entire time, but still, he just, just, uh, I've seen more expression on my cat. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I feel bad yeah. saying, complaining about it all the time, but it's really bothering me. Yeah. We might need, I, I almost want to go back and see other things he's been in to be like has he been in other things he was in the oc it was oh yeah yeah sorry not my playground no oh, not mine either but apparently it was quite popular back in the day uh, was it yeah okay on fox oh uh. yeah that they keep on whatever not bitter uh <laughs> so Firefly. yeah so we go back to uh Can't bob signal. <laughs> sorry do we go back to bob questioning fish She's not going to play scared, though. No, and we do find her out her full name. Maria Mercedes Mooney. Yeah. Means nothing. Yeah. And um, she resists. They just felt the need to, they, to, to well, give you her full name. Well, she did have to do the only my friends call me fish. Yeah. Which was funny because last episode, what is it, last episode we ended with uh, fish, or with uh, Penguin going, hello, hello fish. fish. Yeah. Yeah, he's very gleeful about it. And um, she resists him, and um, she seems less than perturbed by the whole torture thing. A little bit. And, man, she's got some balls on her. She does. I mean, I would be well, a blubbering baby. Shade of Pink is Smith for what she was handed for this. She has almost no mo- ability to move around. She's stuck, yeah. chained up just to play the scene the way she did. Mm-hmm. As much as I don't care for this, I don't know if the fact that it was kind of sexy made me feel weird. Made you, it was like off-putting? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because torture's not supposed to be sexy. Uh, I don't know if it was, but if that's what they were going for, 
Well, well done. That's true because I mean it's not supposed to be like, oh, this is a great scene. I feel really good about this. Well, there's a whole there's that whole guilty pleasure. Yeah, kind of you know. I I kind of I did. I just this I, is awkward. I just took it as she was gonna just uh, she's in this precarious situation. She is just trying to do whatever she can do to get out of yeah. it. And hell, you know, if a guy's gonna torture me to death. Maybe I might flirt with him yeah, and he might, he might let me go. I don't cute. know. He's kind of cute. Bob was a little cute, Bob, though. Yeah, yeah. He's a little cute. So, um. Was he cute? He was a little cute. He's just a little, little cute. Just a little bit. Um. In a creepy torture kind of way. Yeah. So, meanwhile, poor Butch is, uh, he's getting transported. Poor Butch, my ass. Well, they say that they're going to turn on the incinerator. So, poor Butch a little bit. Poor Butch managed to get out of his, um, the van. Out of the, no, out of his um, constraints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of the van, close the van door back, and back around to the front of that to kill the driver like that. Yep. With no sound. Which is a ninja. He's got some powers of his own, I'm thinking. And what one thing I really, really liked about this is his first question is, where is Fish? He could have run easily mm-hmm. and been like, I'm getting the fuck out of Gotham. And the, our second guy calls out, Marco. I caught that. I, I was, was like, re- Polo. I was really proud of myself for catching that because I was like, yay. He said Marco and I'm like, Polo, Polo. Yeah. Well, the thing is, um, my kids and I do that when we go shopping. Yeah. And we go wandering off into di- different directions because mm-hmm. we wear different clothes or whatever. And they're looking at that and I'm looking at this and well, now I need to know where my kid is and my kids are adults, by the way. Um, but we will Marco Polo in public. My father hootie who's. That's right. You told me about Griffin. that. And he I've expects, got my mom doing it now. He expects chick-chee, chick-chee is the response. It, oh, dear. My my poor... I think he does it just because it makes my mother facepalm like Is he a slut else. for Doritos? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering. <laughs> but, you Tumblr know, has ruined me. Yeah, he's like, hootie hoo. And she's like, oh, my God. And he's like, hootie hoo. And he'll continue to hootie hoo until... Until she gets the proper response. Yes. yes. It explains how I am the way oh, I am. Oh my god, you poor thing. No, well, I Marco Polo my kids in well, there public. You go. So there you go. Yeah, but they they they're all about it. Yeah, it's better because if you call out mom, yeah, fifty people are going to turn around. Yep. Um, so I do it to my mother now <laughs> when we go we're out, and but because I, I don't think about it, yeah, I'm so used to doing it with kids. Yeah, she doesn't ever <laughs> answer me. She just comes and finds me. Yeah, but you're like, mom, I tried. you're supposed to play. But yeah, Marco Polo. Marco Yay. Polo. Um, and so, yeah, he wants to know where Fish is. And, um, so poor Butch, my ass. Yeah, I mean, he... Butch is pretty badass. I still don't know how he got out of the... Without them even... Because that would... He is not a small guy. No, he's not. He would... That van would have... And I... What the fuck? Mad props to Butch. Damn, Butch. And so we go to... Jim and Harvey are talking with Essen. And immediately Jim's like, it could be a cop. And they're both like, whoa, well, buddy, don't, let's not well, Harvey, jump to conclusions. Harvey's like, well, there's plenty of cops, uh, pl- plenty of crooks to choose from out here in the GCPD. Just pick one. Yeah. No. And But they both caution Jim. But we don't have a bullock line yet. No. We've yet to, he's yet to say one of his One of his zingers. zingers. Yeah. I ain't got nothing yet. I'm at the, I'm, I have a note here because I'm waiting. <laughs> I ain't got one. Um, but yeah, they're both like, Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And um, so basically, Essen's like, you can't do this without evidence. You have to have evidence. You can't mm-hmm. just, you know, which he's, which makes sense. He's already isolated himself from them already. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, he's not so. well liked. <laughs> no. Um, so he reluctantly agrees to be subtle about it. Yeah. Which I don't know that Jim Gordon knows how to be subtle, but he'll try. Yeah. Um, and so we go to uh, Alfred and Bruce are driving around Gotham looking for Selena. I kind of missed him. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, there you are. Well, but and they even mention uh that he's they been out of town. It. Yeah. I did leave town Alfred, like he wanted. Alfred took him off to Switzerland after the whole assassin thing. Yes. So I did like that they explained, they explained that. They explained it and I'm, yes. And, um, Yay. And so as soon as Alfred makes this point about his safety and yada, da, da, he just gets out of the car in the bad neighborhood and goes, starts walking around. Well, he jumps out of the car into traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bless him, little poor Alfred. I know, poor, poor Alfred. Well, he accuses Bruce of being whipped into a frenzy by a female. Yep. That's about right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, so he wants to search on foot for Selena. They make and they, a deal. And they make a deal. And they run into Ivy. Literally. I yeah. I mean, what? Yeah, she walks right past him. And she knows where Selena is. And so Bruce asks to get a message to her. And Ivy just looks just really still off. This, this child plays She's a good Ivy little actress. So well. <laughs> Half of it's her costume, but she's That's still... That's true. She still likes it. Um, and she still plays it really well. Um, and Alfred says she looks like she has the mange. And that just <laughs> no, sounds... Like, I was see, like, Alfred, he, she can hear you. That's what Harvey would say. Yeah. I'm like, that's a Harvey line. Yeah. Harvey but wasn't very Harvey-y in this episode. He really wasn't. Uh, but she asks for 20 bucks. Yeah. And Alfred is, like, kind of reluctant to give it to her. Bruce is like, go. Boy, he was all ready to give that uh, Mackie money. Mm-hmm. That's true. Several episodes ago. Oh, that was when Master Bruce was in danger. that's when Master Bruce was missing. Yeah. So, but still. Yeah. <laughs> it's 20 fucking bucks to a billionaire. Yeah, that's true. Unless Bill it's Gates, really, unless it's just Alfred's money. It's not worth Bill Gates' time to bend over and pick up a $100 bill. So, yeah, exactly. So, I hear... It, or at least it used to be. I don't fucking know anymore, but yeah. still. Um, and so we go back to Fish and Bob. Fish and Bob. And Wow. Right that sounds like a great meal, doesn't it? Fish and Bob. Fish and Bob. Or restaurant. Yeah. The f- let's go to the old Fish and Bob, shall we? <laughs> like a pub. Only her friends can call her fish. 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 And um, <laughs> he's about to smash in one of her kneecaps. She is hysterical. Yeah. He's found her, like, like she, pressure point. She has just gone off the deep end. Yeah. And Butch comes in. And I put in my notes, he comes in like a wrecking ball. I have Butch shows up out of nowhere. He's a supervillain in his own right. Um, yep. And he beats. Like a wrecking ball. Yeah. yeah. Really? He, yes. That's that's where my mind goes. Oh, God. And he, um, he just beats the shit out of Bob. Boy, does he. And that's when she, like, breaks. And it's not crying. It, she starts laughing hysterically. Oh, yeah. And at this point... She's gone. I'll tell you... And I pro- I think I probably... In our in our watch, I probably texted it. Probably. It had shades of Joker in it for me. It did. Of that it manic did. laughter. I think we did consider for a hot minute that she might be turning... Which, that would have been pretty cool. Yeah. That'd be really cool. I'd be all behind that. I'd be all right with a female black Joker. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd be really interesting to do that's not something we've seen before. Yeah. Totally. Do. That's beyond gender bend. That's yeah. gender racial bend. Yeah. She could do it. Because she did. Man, she, it was unsettling. It, well, she, anytime somebody laughs like that, it's unsettling. At such a weird time. 
And Butch is just like, oh, I'm just glad I fucking found you. <laughs> no, right. Poor Butch. Well, you know, those ninja skills will take it out of you. That's true. Every time. Every time. Okay. Um, and so Jim uh, is back at the GCPD, and he is looking at this logbook to see who is on guard outside of the um, interrogation room. <gasps> and a page is missing. Oh, dear. And this does not bode well for a cop not being involved. No. And um, he wants to know who was on guard. And so he, we have Who's like on a, first. Yeah. Okay. We have a mini cop question montage. Interview montage. No one wants to help. Everybody's no one wants like, to help. Everybody's like, I didn't see anything. I don't know anything. And um, so he talks to Harvey and Harvey still doesn't buy that it's a cop without proof. But he begs Harvey. Yes. For an inside angle, for a blowjob, for an inside angle. <laughs> Um, like, <laughs> that's got after dark. Um, that's later, honey. Yeah, and Jim takes a play, uh, a page from Harvey's playbook, and he, Harvey hands it to him. Yeah, and uh, he leans on this. Well, no, well, now wait. He asks Harvey, "Do you really want to work with a murderer?" Yeah. Now wait. Who did Harvey think was a murderer for the first handful of episodes? That'd be Jim Gordon. That was his partner? Yep. Did you forget, Jim? Jim has, yeah. It's his morality and... His memory just gone. Yeah, exactly. That just really bothered me because that's... <laughs> Do you want to work so with a murderer? Incons- the, yeah. Harvey's like, um, have you met me? Yeah. I don't give a fuck. And, um... So what he does is he manipulates Who this guy. Who did Bullock have to kill? See, I don't know. To be with the program. I don't know. Okay. Just putting that out there. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, and so he manipulates this cop. And it's so funny because he's like, well, Alvarez told me that, you know, you, uh, it was, you know, you, you were involved. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Alvarez, he's had it in for me. So I thought this was, I was, I was like, Jim has learned something from Harvey. Who apparently Alvarez is sir not appearing in this film. No, he's in at the end. Oh, yeah, he's later. But at this time. Sir not appearing in this film. As we're watching, as we're watching the, as I'm watching the episode, I'm taking my notes. Yeah. Um, at this point, because through the whole montage, yeah, there was no Alvarez. There was no Alvarez. And so I have him marked down currently as sir not appearing in this film. <laughs> Um, so the guy then points them toward um, a guy named Delaware, and Jim, uh, in typical subtle Jim Gordon fashion, is like, "Where's Delaware?" What the fuck? Yeah, and so he finds him. He's in the garage, full of lovely, lovely cars. Yes, yes. I wanted them. I'm like, that's. I know you did. I could see it. This is my world coming now. Delaware is played by Nico Nicotera. Okay. He was Rat Boy in Sons of Anarchy. Okay, I don't know. A lot. Yeah, okay. I never watched the show, but apparently he was in it a lot. Okay. Um, he was in some other stuff previous to that, but my thing was when I first saw his name, I was like, is he related to Greg Nicotero? But there's Nicotera. Oh. And it's Greg Nicotero. Oh, okay. With an O. So, No. They are not related. Uh, Greg Nicotero being the head dude in charge of zombies yeah. on The Walking Dead. He's yeah. now like a producer. Really? He directs episodes. Wow. He's, he's all up in that shit. Yep. And he's got your dream job, Zombie Wrangler. And he's got some nice hair these days. <laughs> he's pretty. <laughs> he's pretty and you like him. He's pretty. But yeah, first when I saw the name, I was like, oh, uh, spell oh. difference. So never mind. So what I what I okay so he chases him out to the garage right and Delaware gets in the car he's got this clear path all right in front of him and he backs behind and him. he goes reverse 
And I'm he like, stops when Jim stands behind him. He slams down poof, yeah. on the trunk of the car. You pay for that. Well, why the fuck were you going backwards in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. And um, they fight, and Jim actually wins. Strangely. I think this is like the second fight in a row that Jim has won. Uh, I'm quite he's, proud. He's getting better. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the he puts him into custody, and he searches the car, and the guy has more of the same drug in his trunk. Harvey just happened to know exactly where to look. Yeah, he did. It was in the script. Yeah. Ex-boyfriends. Um, and Jim brings Delaware into lockup to make a statement. And Harvey's like, the fuck, Jim? You couldn't have brought this him is, in a back door? This is the second time that Harvey meets Jim at the cells. Going the fuck. Resting somebody. Yeah. And so now we see why the cells are in the middle of the precinct. Yeah. I mean, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's for Jim to make a statement. Um, and for Harvey to stop him every time. Yeah. He's yeah. trying to put and somebody like, in there. And like, dude, please stop. And he's like, boom, right there, too. Yeah. He is. Even though his desk is... Way somewhere. You don't know. It might I don't be right know there. where his desk could be this time. It, it moves. And uh, so Flass has gone to Essen and he says that the drugs uh, Jim found were part of an ongoing undercover investigation. And it turns out. Essen the, backs him up. Yeah. And it turns out the case is getting turned over to internal affairs, which they make a point of saying, oh, two drunk guys in the basement. Two old guys. I thought it said two drunk guys. I heard old guys. Uh, yeah, mm, could be maybe both. drunk old or drunk old guys. Old um, drunk guys. But it's like Essence flipped back to the other side because she's defending him. Yeah. And I'm like, well, but really? it also kind of goes into what Harvey tells him in a little while, which is don't go against Flass. He's protected. Like high up protected. But so Harvey that, doesn't even know who he's protected by. No, that's true. That's true. It's a lot of inference. Yeah. Um, and so they're, they're taking off the case of the uh, witness being murdered. And, but they still get to investigate the drug dealer. So, that's something. Yeah. And we move on, and Ed visits Kristen Kringle, and he brings her a card. Now, while I was researching this episode, because I tend to cheat right. sometimes, because I really don't want to get too deep into this, and I've said that, so I, I just was looking for Easter eggs that other people had <laughs> found. Um, I read somewhere that in the comics, the Riddler tends to give his riddles away in envelopes oh uh, i read that only on one site but i can neither confirm nor deny it anywhere else okay so because have i haven't actually read the comic so i don't know it sounds right it sounds riddlery it sounds riddlery like adam west riddlery well and i think in the i know which i know, god i know it's not canon uh the schumacher movie um there are a lot of riddler envelopes it's schumacher canon yeah so Which it's, is it's to a reference to something, then. Yeah. Okay. So so it's not completely without merit. No. So, but he gives her this envelope and says to her, the first greeting card's dated back to... 1400s in Germany. 1400s. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. You what got else? specific. Wow. Um, and so she's like, thank you. Um, I'm Does it say anything weird? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to walk Appreciate you. I think the, uh, the, the envelope stationery matches um, Bar- Barbicane's stationery, by the way. Really? Yeah, you, you know, they bought her, one box and they were like, we're fucking using it. We're not going to well, get another box. If you remember the, the, the letter from that she left oh, Jim, and it's got that him. blue border that comes uh, and goes. It wasn't a blue envelope, though. It was an in an envelope. Though the card that Kristen got oh, was a blue envelope. Yeah, and, she, and Barb just Barb folded, just folded it and had it tinted on the table. But that blue border that disappeared and appeared, depending on what you know angle you were using. Um, <laughs> so weird. I don't know if maybe it was just too small for me to see, but I have a big, huge TV, so I think I would have seen it. Yeah. But the blue envelope 
that he gives Miss Kringle. It looks very similar to. I'm like, it's the same stationery set, isn't it? That's, Probably. That's out of somebody's desk. That's not from the props department. No. <laughs> so, anyway. So, uh, we move on, and Fish wakes up, and Butch is taking care of her, which is really Aww. kind of sweet. You notice she has that bandage on her arm? Yeah. Uh, her upper arm right here. I don't ever remember seeing a wound. I don't either, because I think on that, that arm, was the arm, he f- just randomly bandaged a part of her body. <laughs> he wanted to, to feel, feel like, like he was doing I something. I guess. And it's not even well done. Yeah. Butch is not a medic. Poor Butch. But he gives her... He's he gives a her, sweetheart, though. Like an ice pack. And um, he wants to leave town. Yeah, he does. And Fish is like, nope. We're going to go after Penguin because I want to slit his throat. And so I'm like, oh, that's not good judgment. But yeah, okay. That's bad. And um, then, we, of course, we go to see Penguin. Of course we do. And he's showing his mom Segway. the club. And his mom likes it, and she, oh, this it's, is so creepy. Which, she, it's so cool Penguin gets this, because, you know, he's, that's his thing, is his nightclub. The Iceberg Lounge. Um, the Iceberg Lounge, which eventually becomes the Iceberg Casino. Oh. Yeah, see, I did a little bit High of reading. High class, a man. Bit. I couldn't remember the name of the lounge I had to look at. Oh, up. could you not? Yeah, I couldn't remember. I, I drew a blank. Um, but yeah, it does later become the Iceberg Casino, because Penguin in the comics is... A gangster, right? A, well, he's a very good businessman, too. Yeah. And canonically, uh, like, there's a time where he even tries to go straight for a while. Does he run for mayor? And No, he just tries to oh, be that a... Was just, just the Burton movies, then. Just, just businessman, yeah. I guess. I mean, I didn't read too much into it when I was reading about the Iceberg Lounge, but he... Um, but yeah, he did try to go legit for a while, but... He's the penguin, what are you gonna do? Exactly. But what I want to know, if this is his club now... That's in Falcone's district. How in the hell is he going to explain this to Don Moroni? Thank you. Thank you. Because we... Because he's working undercover for Falcone. Yeah. The, as a double, and, double, and the last triple, we saw of Moroni, quadruple yeah, the, uh, agent. It's a double bluff. It's a triple bluff. Um, the last we saw is um, Sherlock. That's from Sherlock. It is from Sherlock. I knew, okay. I knew I was quoting something. Um, I knew you were too. But the last we see Maroney is him letting Penguin go when they had kidnapped Liza. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we it have was not six, seen... It was 6.10 in the afternoon, I remember now. And so it's just bizarre to me that, like, he's either going to... It, it's inconceivable <sighs> to me that he can... You can't Just play cross. this off. And then also inconceivable to me that he's just, like, Maroney's just going to let him... You know Maroney's got to have... Go. I don't even know. Maroney does not handle these things very well. Maroney doesn't handle anything well. No. He just doesn't handle handling well. No. So, uh, Mama takes Liza's scarf, which is the one that she had on when Falcone killed her. And it's really creepy. And she yeah. likes it, though. It goes good with her dress. Yeah. She's I so can't weird. even make that accent. She's it's so terrible. weird. I love her. I adore her. Um, and when she was like, oh, you're in charge of this now. And he's like, oh, run the surprise. surprise. And it's like, what what did you expect her to get from that? I know, right? So whatever. Um, and so we go back to the GCPD and Harvey fills. Diner. We're in a diner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're at the diner. I forgot. Which, and and the reason why. Thank you. I'm glad. See, I just saw Harvey and Jim in my notes. So I'm like, they're at GCPD. No, they're at the diner. They're at a diner. And the reason why that's important to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Is because Hi. this diner looks similar to the one in Batman Arkham Knight where the, the game begins. And it looks like the one from the pilot. Remember they were Ooh, they were in the diner yeah. when, when Montoya and Alan came in and Forgot they were assholes? Forgot about that. Yeah. 
But the angle that they're filming at here is yeah. almost exactly when when you're playing Batman Arkham Knight and you get through the prologue story and you the you you're a cop and you walk in you sit down mm -hmm. in this diner and then you have control you finally have control of the game. God, it takes forever. It's a really cool story, but when you play it three or four times, yeah. you know it gets old. So you sit down and but that looks almost exactly okay. But I guess a diner is a diner is a diner. Yeah, and they're filming in New York, and it, you know. Yeah, but the angle of the the scene. Yeah, the way it was shot. Okay. Yeah, anyway. Well, Harvey's filling Jimin on Flass's game, which is to take over drug dens and then run them. Him and his crooked squad running them themselves. And Jim wants to know why you didn't tell him before, and he's like, I don't know. I've responded to crises as they arrive. Yeah. This yeah. is not the best Harvey line, but so far it's all I've got. It's all you got. Yeah. Um, and he tell he's telling Jim so Jim will stop. He should know better than that shit. I know. And he this is Have where you, Harvey Jim. Jim Harvey. Seriously. Have you met? And this is where he says that Flass is protected. By who? Uh, and that he doesn't know. He just knows it's really high up, which to me it's like, how do you know it's high up if you don't know who it is? He Yeah. And, um, again, Jim's job is in jeopardy if he keeps being honest. Because Harvey's like, you just got reinstated. Yeah. This is going to jeopardize yeah. it. Yeah. And, yeah. Jim's like, I don't care. But Harvey still makes a call. Yep. Who the fuck does he call? It, it's not Fish. Who, who does he call? For once. Who does he call? Don't know. Uh, it's me. Yeah. Wait. Who? What? Um, and so Harvey knows... He gets the information for where their stash houses are. And uh, they find Delaware there. And they fight. And the boys get beaten up. Now, when they first walk in, and they've got their guns drawn, and they're walking through, and there's like this little hallway in the boxes. That green is a very Riddler green. Yeah, it was. It really it was. It's a very, very Riddler green. And um, They get their asses handed to they them. They do. They get their asses Here handed to them. Here you go. And Delaware shows Jim the warrant that they have to clear the house. Signed by... Judge Bam Bam. Judge Bam Bam. But it, and he said, on the commissioner's request. Yeah. So, so now... When, now they're legitimately clearing this house. Right. So does a judge outrank a commissioner? Yes, I would think so. So I'm guessing that this corruption goes up as high as Judge Bam Bam? Either that or Judge Bam Bam is literally the laziest judge in Gotham and it's just like, yeah, whatever. And he's so His corrupt. name is Bam Bam. Yeah, and he's so corrupt that he's just like, whatever anybody puts in front of him, if they're from, you know, the circle of power, he's like, whatever, I'll just sign it. Right. I mean, because this is the guy that is signing blank warrants. I wonder if we'll ever see him. Oh, I hope we do. That'd be really cool. I would cool. like to eventually. Um, and so now we're back at the GCPD. Yeah, we're back at the GCPD. Um, and Essen tells them that internal affairs ruled the witness's death as a suicide. Which apparently I have a IA as AI. Okay. Cause, no, know, they're, they're not that intelligent. Art artificial intelligence is now a suicide. <laughs> That's what my they're notes not say. They're not Ultron. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so this signals that the commissioner was involved, which I'm not really quite sure why which whatever it's so bad that even the script can't take it yeah because jim's like what yeah and essence says she wants to help but i don't see how she's helping yeah or how she even wants it just because she's flipped back to the other side yeah in my opinion from what i've seen of her character she's over yeah. here and um she tells him to move on because uh, nobody that even wants to help him can help him not that there's that many people that want to help well, him. Well, if they would help him, then they would actually get some shit done. But yeah. fear. Um, 
so Jim has uh, that poor widow crying made me sad. I know. Ugh. Um, Jim has someone that he wants to go see. I'll be back in an hour, and Harvey's just yeah, like, Harvey's mm-hmm. like whatever. And um, in the records room, we see Kristen Kringle, and oh my god, this hurt my heart. She's shown Ed's card to Flass and a bunch of other assholes. And now, did she show it to him, or did he find it? She says later that, he, from find, that yeah. he found it, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know her character well enough to know what she would do yeah, at I this don't point. Either. And um, Ed catches them reading it, and my heart breaks for him. Yeah. And he shuffles off, and it's very sad. I think Kringle likes him a little, though. I think she does, too, because she gets little glimmers. That's what, of... make, that's what makes me think that he found it. Yeah. That he really did just take it. Yeah. And so. she's not laughing with them. No. Mm-mm. She seems a little put off. Yeah. And so um, we go back to the club and Mama Penguin is dancing with... Uh, goon. With his goon. And Jim comes in and gets to meet his mom. How sweet. Which is so nice. And so Jim and Oswald talk and... Now, Jim... Now, Penguin insists that they sit down. Yeah. And all I can think about is he wants a sit down with Jim. <laughs> the old vernacular. Of yeah, we're going to have a sit down. He wants to make it like an official. Mo- he's yeah. A, like he wants to play boss. He wants to hold court. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, and so Jim wants a favor and he wants info on Flass. So Jim is desperate if he's going to a criminal to get info on a cop. But this is like this is so paralleling Harvey and how he was with Fish. That's true. I didn't think about that. The first you hit a you hit a roadblock and you run you run over to Fish Mooney's place and it's even the same damn club. Well, now Jim's got to understand why why he would why Harvey would keep going to Fish. Yeah, right here. Yeah, where's the info? Yep. And uh, Penguin says he says that he's like it's already done. And Jim's like, what am he's I going to... He's ready to step up and help. Jim's like, what am I going to owe you? And he's like, friends don't, friends owe, don't friends. owe friends. They just do things because they're friends. Jim was prepared to give a favor, though. Yeah, he was. Or to owe him a favor. Yeah. And I kept expecting Penguin to break out in, like, the Spongebob F is for friends song. Oh, God, no. Because <laughs> Penguin says friend, like, a bunch. And he, he, he just wants to be Jim's friend. Boy, does he. And, um... It makes me, and this is where I put in my notes, it makes me wonder how Maroney is taking the whole penguin being a double agent thing. Because, like you said, he ain't flying that under the radar that he's running Mm-mm. this club. No, and he's all up in that club. He's, yeah. like, been there since Fish left. Yeah. He, he, so, he hasn't left the nest since. I'll be very interested to see when, when we get to see Maroney's reaction to all that. Because he's gonna have to. Yeah. And, um, Zaz storms into the torture warehouse with his dominatrix, uh, hench people, and he finds Bob passed out, and Bob dead. Yeah, Bob dead. Bob dead. Okay. Um, Moving on. <laughs> and we go back to the club for more penguin mama weirdness, and um, she <laughs> she uh, she's kind of like swaying, and he's like, oh, "Okay, we're gonna be done now." And he sends the man home, and he sends uh, his henchman Gabe to now, take mom home. I want to point out that the hen- the henchman calls her Mrs. K. Yeah, not Mrs. C. Yeah. Mrs. K. Yep. Because okay. she's very clear that she is Kapoput. Kapoput. And um, I'd love to hear the rationale behind Penguin changing his name. Maybe it's easier to pronounce. Yeah. I, well, I think that's what it is. Because, I mean, that's like how to... the etymology of people's names change over time. They go phonetic. Yeah. Yeah. Cobble pot. Yeah. Kibuput. I just like to kind of... 
I just like saying it. I have to say it every time she shows up. Yeah. Because it's cool. Um, And so Penguin then proceeds to get drunk alone and And, gloat it all up. And there's a montage and... (laughs) I want to know just how drunk Robin got to film this scene. Cause oh, my God. Th- although, to be honest, I really think that's natural Rob. Have you ever seen him in an interview? He is like a little bouncing ball. He does not stop moving. Yeah. Like, when I was watching the Comic-Con, um, that would be the 2015 San Diego Comic-Con. We are recording this well after the actual air date, so just yeah. so you know. He's just he's just like that. Yeah. He's great. I love him. He's adorable. He's very intelligent. You wouldn't. The way he acts and talks, like, in real life. Mm-hmm. But then he comes, he's quite intelligent. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. It's it's strange. Kind of grabs you. But he's, oh, I love, I adore Robin. He's he's great. But why is he there by himself? Because he's stupid. Why is he there by himself? He's in gloat mode. At this point, he is, like, 97% gloat. Like, that's all he's, he's, he's gloat and alcohol right now. Well, and if he's running... He, okay, Falcone killed off all of Fish's men. Yep. From around because she said, "Don't bother. All your men are dead." Yep. And so now Falcone's setting up Penguin mm-hmm. here. Why did he not leave some men with Penguin? Well, and what kills me is Gabe was his man when he was with Maroni. He's just Gabe is just Penguin's man. Yeah. I don't think he's Maroney Falcone. But he he's... came from Maroney's organization when Penguin That's was with true. Maroney. That's true. So I just thought, I just actually thought of that just now. Um, and so, yeah, he's just drunk and gloating. And um, Fish and he's, okay, he's giving this big speech, his fig, big fake speech on the stage. And he's like, I'd like to welcome you to the grand opening of, and then Fish and Butch interrupt because everybody's like, the Hesburg Lounge. <sighs> And yes. Yeah. I'm like you bastards. You were you were the one when we were watching this. You kept going. Iceberg on. I'm like I'm like okay. Yeah, I was really excited hey, about it. Lounge. I'm sorry. And so Fish and Butch interrupt him, and of course, like you said, he's all alone, and she has got a bat, and a, she's angry as all hell. It's a callback to the pilot episode. Yeah, a bat apparently a bat. is Fish's chosen weapon of choice. I chosen thought that too. I thought that that's what she chooses to go in with. And it's a big old aluminum. Which is stupid and because, now, yeah, Mike, Mike just tried to go away from it's your me. turn. Um, it's stupid, though, because she could have walked in with a gun and just killed him. But, you know. Well, you know, they got a monologue. Yep, because she's got to have her revenge. Mm. Um, and so we go to Wayne Manor, and Bruce is playing chess with himself. <laughs> you know, like boy millionaires do. Yeah, well, he's switching between White Knight and Black Knight. Mm-hmm. Like, he's switching between the light. And the dark and the good and the bad. Yeah. Is he is he going to be Batman or something? I don't know. It's not been clear. No. That's not clear Who's to Batman? me. Who's Batman? I don't know. It's not Bruce Wayne. No, because Bruce Certainly Wayne is not, not the knight. No, not yet. <laughs> um, and so Selena comes in through the window, which is like the door for her. The cat came back. She couldn't <laughs> stay away. She was on the front porch the very next day. Sorry. Uh, and, um, so she says that she knows that he's been looking for her. I hate this scene. I know. And she wants to know why. And he got her a present. He got her a snow globe. And it's so pretty. She loves it, too. You she can see it in her face. She's delighted with yes. it. Yes. And he wants to know if she wants to stay at the house with him. And she declines in a less than polite manner. Well, I think she's finally telling him the truth here. 
I think so, too, because I don't think she saw the guy. I think she feels so guilty, and he's being so nice to her mm-hmm. that she... Well, Catwoman has, has always been back and forth. Yeah. Not quite 100% as bad as some of the others, but... Still not... She's not good. Yeah, she's very self-preserving. Yeah. And so self-serving, she... Self-serving, but... She tells Bruce that she lied about seeing the murderer's face. Yeah, because she kind of did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she didn't see the guy. Yeah, it, that sketch was too generic. Yeah, and um, when do we get the smashy smash of the snow globe? Do we see it or do we just see we the don't ruins see of it? it? Okay, that's what I wondered because I looked later and I was like, did I miss that no, when I was we taking just notes? See okay, Bruce sitting there. Um, so we go back to Gabe, um, doing what the task that Penguin set him to, which was to find out all this information that Jim right. asked about, and he goes to talk to Delaware and Delaware's wife. Which we don't see right away. No, we don't see her right away. Because she's under the tub. Yeah, she's there, though. Under the tub? She Uh, is under the tub. Yeah, she's under the tub. That's a neat trick. It is. Um, And so he's, like, taping what Delaware is saying and everything. And so it's just really... I'm assuming he cut it. He cut him... He put it into audacity later and he cut himself out. I'm sure he did. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Whatever. Um, and so we go back to the club and Penguin is kissing, kissing fish, fish's shoes, if I can even say it. Literally. Literally. And, um. I really didn't like the shoes though. No. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so he says, he tries to team up with, with her and says what, oh, what we can do together. And I'm like, you are grasping if you think she is going to team up with you. And, um, but he even ends up gloating through that. He even ends up gloating by That's saying... That's true, he does. He, by saying, oh, I was working for Falcone the whole time. And I'm like, yeah. you don't even know how to grovel properly. No, he doesn't. But he's still fe- he's still surprising her. Yeah. Every time she turns around, he's, there he is. Yep. Doing something unexpected that she mm-hmm. was like, I didn't know about did, that either. That she didn't expect. Although what my notes say, and it's very confusing to me because I was, what? Uh, my notes say, but he is still giving fish surprised. <laughs> And that's why I'm looking at it like, like what he's the fuck? giving her surprises. Yes, is yes. My spell check probably autocorrect. So yeah, Zaz shows up. Yes, yeah, Zaz shows up, um, and they have a shootout. Well, he says this seems to be the place to be today, and he's right because everybody else has been here today. Yep. And um, Butch Butch ends up getting fish out, but they leave Penguin. Now Butch shoots the fish sign. Yep. A sign of the end times for <gasps> fish? Question mark, question mark. Mm, there's a chasing. Yep. Now, and what I really finally, I don't want to say finally, but something that I took away from this this scene, this, this chase scene, is the relationship between Bush, Butch and Fish. I can't say. See, it's t- hard to say Butch and Fish. Butch and Fish. Bush and Fish. Uh-huh. The fish and Bob. They go with Mrs. Cabalput. Mrs. Cabalput. Um, That they're partners. It's less... Boss and henchmen, yeah. more partners, and it's a strictly platonic relationship. Yes. You never feel any kind of romantic attack. There's feelings between them. They care about each other. They're very loyal to each other. But there's nothing other, sexual about it. But there's no sexual or romantic yeah, that's true. undertones to it. Because those are two separate things, kids. A man and a woman can have a friendship. Yep. And they've shown it on screen. Because it's been more than just a henchman thing because he knew her entire plan. Absolutely. Everything. And he was from, integral from so, front to back, and um, although he does, he always defers to her. Yeah, but there's no, I never once saw, felt, suspected any romantic or sexual connection between these two. Yeah, and I like Ever. that. 
That's nice and to in see. This, in this chase scene, he, of course, he's trying to make sure she gets out. Mm-hmm. But that that's the loyalty to her. Yeah. That she's the important one. Of course, he gets captured. I'm like, don't kill Butch. But I just, it's brilliant. I mean, people talk about, oh, you can't have, they can't be from bullshit. Yeah. Perfectly shown right here. And what kills me, though, is Fish will use sexual, um, you know, undertones, well, overtones. We saw that with Bob. She'll use that if she, with if she deems it necessary. Mm-hmm. She doesn't do that with Butch. Never. it's not necessary. Not once. She is herself, if she is herself with him. Yes. 100% of the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so that was really nice to see. So, yeah. But I really saw it in this scene. Mm-hmm. Because when he's, they're running down the hallway and she's in front and he's behind her. Not once is there ever physical contact. Yeah. Beyond him getting her Getting out. her out to safety. Yeah. No unnecessary yeah. anything. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. That worked and it's been that way this whole show yeah and i really like that they continued that on yes uh, but he does get captured by victor's ass no. and victor says should we should we take him home and play with him or should we kill him and i'm like oh for his sake i hope you kill him because i don't think that anybody wants to be played no. with by victor and his dominatrix no. hench people oh some people are weird well you know that's Teach their own. Um, so we go back to the GCPD. A lot of people read Fifty Shades of Grey. That's true. Oh my god, I will. I refuse. Horrible. I refuse. So bad. I just won't. Makes you feel really good about your writing. (laughs) You're like, I am a genius. (laughs) Maybe I should read. I can write anything. (laughs) I could write a menu that reads better than this. Uh, So we go back to the GCPD, and Nigma is unhappily dissecting his lunch. I know he's just removing the onions, but this scene is so disgusting. Because I it's, don't in, know it's why. in his lab, and he's using, like, lab forceps. Well, it's not even that. It's his food looks gross to yeah. me. I don't just... Because <laughs> I like onions, Yeah, obviously. Yeah. And, um... As you've seen me cook. I know. I have. Um, and Miss Kringle comes in to apologize, and she That's thanks him. sweet. She thanks him for his thoughtful card. But I, I, and then she's like, you're going to stop no talking now. Say no more. Because you'll fuck it up, Ed. And so we're just going to leave it at that. But he's like, I'm in there. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I am yeah. in there. Um, well, I think what he says is there's hope. Yeah. But what he's thinking is, I'm in there. Yeah, I got an in. And so Gabe um, brings Jim. The evidence lands on Jim's desk. Yep. Thunk. Literally. Yep. Okay, I had to and, say that. And he brings uh, him Delaware's taped confession and the, murder, and the we- murder weapon that Flask gave to Delaware to dispose of. And boy, is that paper bag so neat and clean and crisp. Mm-hmm. Gabe does a nice does job presenting carry, his evidence. Does he carry it around in, you know, in, a, in his car? A nice stack of mm-hmm. brown paper bags for his lunch. Probably. Or Penguin's yeah. lunch, maybe. Pe- it's, it's, you know it's for Penguin oh, sandwiches. Mm, mm, sandwich. And so he doesn't murder the wrong people. Yeah. So he takes him to a meeting and he's like, we're not supposed to kill these guys. Here's a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise he gets angry. Here's a nice pretty sweater. It's okay, boss. <laughs> um, and so uh, we go back to Wayne Manor and Bruce is crying. Yeah, this is where we see him sitting there in front and of the fireplace. And this is when we see the right. snow globe smashed. And oh. Alfred basically tells him to snap out of it. He's an ass, but I think Bruce needed that. I think he did too. Because it kind of works. Well, he does. He asks him, do you want to... 
you want to sit here and cry about this? Or do you want to do... I don't remember Something. what he says, but... And um, Alfred told him so, and at least he didn't say do you it want me to Do you want me to get a broom, or do you want to sit here... And cry about it or something like that. And cry like about that. it, and he's like... <laughs> he wipes his face, he's like, no, no, get a broom. Yeah. And he gets up and straightens, and he gets back to work. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, baby! But and it does push Bruce back to the investigation. It does. And um, because now he has no hope that Selena's just going to step mm. in and solve it all. Now he's getting back to his... Yeah. And I think Alfred is very proud of him. And um, Alfred knew she was a wrong un. And But he didn't know. I mean, otherwise he wouldn't have let her stay as long as he did because he saw that she was good for Bruce in a way. Yeah. So, but yeah, it hurt my heart though. Sad. Um, and so we go back to the GC- I know we go back to the GCPD, and Jim, moves- which is right next door to Wayne Manor, it is. And Jim moves into a rest flask, flask, and Flas is like, yeah, come back and talk to me after five years on the force. You won't be so noble. So he has the evidence. He didn't put it in an evidence bag or anything. He just drops it, dumps it out on the desk. Yeah, it's like really. And Flas does look scared though when he sees the ice pig. Well, and the rest of the, the room, they're just watching. There's Alvarez. Yep, there's Found Alvarez. Alvarez. He's and, now um, appearing in this film. Jim asks the other cops for help, and um, Essen tells uh, him to shut his face, despite what, you know, Flass has protection. Because she and steps she in and she's in like... And she and she does the arresting. Yep. And um, Again. she takes him into custody herself, and then Alvarez is right there. Too. Yeah. Which I thought was nice. And we've seen Essen do this before. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to it and Jim finally has everything laid out on the table, then she's she'll like, step in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, God, that's going to get old. Uh, but Jim does end it with, thanks, Cap. So it's like, oh. I still. Yeah. I don't care if Essen is his second wife. She pisses me off. Yeah. Because I feel like we got development and then I feel like she backslid. Yeah. Because she was, like, with him, and she, when Harvey was trying to browbeat everybody in the mask episode into helping find Jim. She was the first one to step up and yeah. grab. And she, and then when, um, when every, when Zaz showed up and everybody left, except Essen. I'm not yeah. going to help and you, I can't help you. And she only left because Jim told her to. Yeah. Yeah. Her character's so inconsistent. Yeah. Um, and so, this kind of threw me for a loop. When I first saw it, because I was like, where the fuck did Harvey come from? I know, right? But Fish and Harvey are at the docks, and he's dropping her off. Well, Fish and Harvey do go way back, and we did not see Harvey at the GCPD. At least they were consistent about that. But I had to go back, and I was like, did I miss her jumping into a car with him or something? Me too. It was just... They were just together. Yeah. I don't know how she contacted him. But... but it made sense that she would go to Harvey for help. Yeah, because her whole her whole crew is her dead. whole crew is dead. Butch has been captured. Yep. Where else is she gonna go? Yep. That's true. and God knows he owes her five hundred favors. I know, right? Um. So she promises. At first, he asks her to to um, you know, to stay away, to not come, go back. away from Gotham. Yeah. And this is a parallel between um, how Jim was with Penguin. Right. Leave and never come back. Right. Oh, I can't do that. Right. Um, so she promises that she'll be back and she's going to kill Penguin. Now, they do kiss. Mm-hmm. Nope, sorry. Yeah. You, you love Jim, honey. Um, so there's obviously, there's something romantic here between the two of them. Yep. Because she would never have kissed Butch like that. No. But I get more of a sense between these two that they're more like war buddies. Yeah, and I think that what they had romantically was in the past. Yeah, but it seems to have 
ended well. Yeah. As well as a cop and a mobster can end well. Yeah. And um like there's no hard feelings. But she she does ask him to find Butch and if he's still alive, please help him. And he agrees. Yeah. So yeah, I do get that sense of 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 war comrades. Yeah. Um but yeah, there was something going on definitely at one point. But no hard feelings, man. Yeah, no hard feelings. Besides, he he has, you know, Jim. That's right. And so they part ways. Um, and our I very, don't know how I feel about this scene. Yeah, I don't either. And the very next scene kind of confuses me, too. Um, Jim is stopped by Delaware in an alley. Mm-hmm. And Delaware begs for his family's safety. And Jim is totally confused and horrified by it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, but this is what he had to do to catch Flass. Do you, you don't understand this scene? Well, I don't. Is uh, My question was, are, is Delaware's family still in jeopardy? He thinks they are. Yeah. And so what did Gabe do? Because Gabe got the information that he was tasked with. Maybe this will help. Delaware thinks that Jim is now in control of the goons. He thinks Jim sent the goons. Oh. That Jim is now the new rising power in Gotham. Okay, and he took Flask down. As opposed to Jim being on the good side and trying to do the right thing. Because he just sees you sent a mobster to see me. He thinks Jim is the new rise to power, and he wants to be on the side that's the winning side. Yep. And he thinks Jim is it. Plus, he's lost his protection, which Mm -hmm. was Flask. Um, Jim's looking to do good, but the whole town expects him to just be another. Yeah. At every turn, people assume mob he's boss, just lieutenant. another corrupt cop. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So that's that. That was the motivation behind this scene, and that's why he thinks what he thinks. Okay. Because I was like, that's I what I took from it. Because anyway. I didn't get the impression that Gabe was going to keep his family in jeopardy, but I. That but makes Delaware more sense. doesn't know that. That's true. That's Delaware true. doesn't know who sent. Would you say his name was Gabe? Gabe. I just have, always refer to him as Goon. Yeah, because I can't remember his name. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what I took from this scene. Because yeah, it's a, it is a little confusing. Yeah. At first. But but I think Jim is really getting a good taste of you can get stuff go- done in Gotham, but you've tried the fully above board way. It didn't work. It's not going to happen. And now even this hybrid way of yeah, you got a good thing done, but look it's what you still going to backfire. Look what you had to do to get there. Mm-hmm. Now he's indebted to Penguin. Right. And he got the mob to help him get evidence against a crooked cop. Uh-huh. And now the, these other cops are going to start thinking he's... Because he took down Flass. Yep. And Flass was protected from on high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see where he gets the impression. Yeah. That's what they've come to expect here. Yeah, in that's Gotham, true. If as there's a power vacuum, somebody's... In know, this room. Yeah. Sorry. I, I hope know. we don't expect that in this room, because otherwise I'm screwed. Yeah. I'd be horrible in this world. I know, right? I don't know. I don't think you'd do all right. <laughs> you could be a decent mall. Oh, thanks. Aww. You're welcome. Thanks, Mr. J. <laughs> you'd be an awesome Harley. <laughs> See? That makes me happy. I love Harley. You'd be awesome. I've been trying to calculate in my head, like, is she, t- she's like, because I've always gotten the impression that she's way younger than the Joker. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, she's still a baby in this universe if we're oh, going. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I want to see her. Like, as an adult. Because I love Harley. I know, but I don't know where or how we're going to see. She'd have to be, like, Bruce's age. Because Joker's yeah. older yeah. than Bruce by some years. I always think of, like, in canon, Bruce's, like, early 30s. Yeah. And the Joker's, like, 40s. Yeah. 
So I would think that Harley would be... And I think Harley's, like, pretty damn young. Uh, she'd have well, to no, be she's, her... Well, no, she's, she's got her she, doctorate. She's got a doctorate in psychology, so she yeah. would have... That's a very specialized doctorate. Yeah. She would have to be in her early 30s. Yeah, that's um, true. Late, late 20s, like 29, 30, 31 at yeah. the most um, in, in my head canon. So that would put her about Bruce's age. Yeah. So which is still too young for me to get a fully like he could meet cool her. Harley Quinn. Well, he could meet her at prep school or he's done with school. Something. His I'm throwing is the shit night. out there, man. Come on, do you want to meet Harley or not? Because he's not going to meet Harley on the streets. That's true. That's true. A street kid's not going to grow up and be a psychologist. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, that that would be hard to buy because I mean we got Ivy and yeah. and Catwoman. They're not on the tra- trajectory to college. Not, not, not at this that point. we've seen, because they're not even or, in school. Or maybe um, one of the Bruce Industries. <laughs> Bruce Industries, I like that. Wayne, Wayne Industries board members' daughters. Yeah. I hope you know? we do get to see her at some point. Or maybe point. we could meet, like, Harley's parents. Yeah, the Quinzels. The Quinzels. This is Mr. Mrs. and Dr. Quinzel or some shit. I would, I would take what I could get. Yeah, something they've, they're gonna have to stick her in there somehow. She's eventually, she's so popular. She really is, and she came about in the animated series, which I think is really cool. So I've known her since she, you know, yeah. her inception. Uh, I see. I understand. She's your baby. Yep, she's my That's baby. Right. You know what my favorite part about this episode was? What? No, Barbara. I know it was Barbara Montoya. Free. Barbara and Montoya free. Yeah. It was great. Wah, wah. I mean, what? It made me so happy. That's, that's my, my last note in here, what I liked best. No, Barbara. So, I keep waiting for us to see, like, Bruce pa- practicing the Batman voice. Yeah. Because you can't just do the Batman voice. That would take like, years. If you've ever actually but tried his to vo- do the Batman voice. I don't know that voice. his voice has changed yet. Yeah. I, I just, I keep so, waiting for Alfred to catch him in front of a mirror, like, trying to do the Batman voice. I'm the knight. <clears throat> I'm the knight. I'm the knight. <laughs> That would amuse me. It would. Yeah. But he's not Batman yet. Yeah. but I, I don't even think he's headed down that trajectory yet. No. I don't think he's found that path. How many different ways can I say that? Yeah. His character's not developed that far. <laughs> is what I'm really trying to get at. Yeah. So, I but know, I, did, I, I like goat. this episode, but yeah, Harvey wasn't very Harvey-y. No, he really but wasn't. I guess he was kind he of might be able to chalk that up to maybe, the whole thing with fish. Well, there's that. He was and pretty then, subdued, and then like he was freaked out about Flass. And I th- think maybe the writer just didn't know how to write Harvey. Maybe some you know maybe different he didn't have writers. Clever for him to say she. she. Oh yeah, she? it was a lady. Yeah, no, it was was it a lady writer and director? I don't know. I've already closed my notes. Sorry, I don't remember. For some reason, I was thinking it was a woman. It's been an hour since I said that, so I've you know. <laughs> Have you slept since then? Mm-hmm. Um, not really. Well, whoever, anyway, whoever it was may just not be comfortable writing with him. the Harvey. Yeah. Some characters are harder than others for whatever reason. Pizzazz. Yeah. Because Harvey, the zingers he does, yeah. you know, the one-liners, the, um, who knows, different writers have different styles. and True. That's what, that's what makes television so interesting to me because it's <clears throat> not just i mean unless you've got like an aaron sorkin kind of show where it's pretty much just him the whole time i mean yeah. he brings other people in but it's cursory. or like um in big bang theory it's all written by chuck Lorre. chuck Lorre. but unless you have something like that it's gonna be a rotating list of people who are just coming in to write for you well, and they've got to fit a certain style and they've got to don't hit they the have story the, the don't they have like the writer's room where they all sit around and talk about it yeah I think so, but and and I don't 
clearly all I know about writing TV is from Studio 60. Because we are experts. It's from Studio 60, and that was a sketch comedy show, and it was an Aaron Sorkin show. But um, Well, there you go. So that You're an expert. Yeah. But presumably... I watched Saturday Night Live. There you go. Presumably there is a writing writer's room, but yet I only see one person credited per Gotham episode. Now, Sleepy Hollow will see three or four, maybe, per mm-hmm. episode, but... I don't know how that works. Like, if the room well, contributes stories. to it, yeah, if the room contributes to it somewhat, but it's really mainly written. Like, I don't know how that works. And if anybody can explain that to me, please yeah, email please, us please, you know, at randomtpodcast at gmail dot com because I don't know how all that works. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I always think of it as being like a one big room. Yeah, and they, I don't. For some reason, in my head, it's they're in a room and it's kind of dark, and they're sitting in, and it's a big round table. And everybody has their their, their notepads and right. laptops. Well, nowadays it's laptops, I guess. Um, and they're all sitting around and they're all writing. And it's what they do. <laughs> and lock, locked away in this one room. All together. Are they each writing a separate episode? They're, or all, they writing, collectively they're, writing? they're all writing whatever it is that they're writing. And they talk to each <laughs> other and ask questions. What are you doing about this? Or yeah. what did he say about how that? How do we get or, him out of that? How do I... What, is, what should he say here? Can we make Barbara more horrible? Well, and I know that what we get is not what the writer wrote yeah every word for word i mean they make changes the 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 powers that be make changes well and and there's some certain big story beats that they have to they have to include yeah sure sure because you know obviously you can't just let writers dick around the entire season because then you'll never mom then you'll never get to your point b true you know or you can't touch this or this yeah i mean we had bruce disappeared for an entire episode and truth he is the knight it's true so i don't know but yeah i think it was good so i I think there might be reasons for harvey to not be super harvey e but i didn't like it we'll just see what happens next episode yeah i I missed him yeah i know i kind of missed him i know so um so guys like i said um if you number one if you can explain the writer's room thing to me yeah that'd be kind of cool that'd be great you can email us at randomtpodcast at gmail.com yep and um as of this recording, nobody has taken our Barbara Keen challenge yet. Nope. Which it's a, there's a Twitter version for yes. the advanced level. Yes. And then there's just an email version. Um, if you can explain to us why you like Barbara Keen, you think she's a redeemable character, you think she's interesting, please tell us. We would love to hear from other people that don't, you know, hate her. If, if you've written a meta about it and you've posted it on Tumblr, you can tag us Ooh, at yeah. com. Yeah. Um, you know, point us towards something if you've read it or somebody else wrote it. I mean, come on. We really want somebody to say something because, boy, I still do not know why she's in the show. Yeah, I don't either. Um, but if you have any other theories about the show, about any of the other characters, um, did we miss an Easter egg? Uh, what villains do you want to see? Uh, send us an email about that, too. Yep. You want to tell them about the Twitter version? Yes. Because uh, apparently it, I skipped that. The advanced Barbara Keen challenge is if you can convince us why you like her in under 140 characters um tweet at us at random t casts on twitter yes and we will get somehow we will find a way to get you a sweater and a sandwich yes the penguin special absolutely both those things can be yours <laughs> for only not no wait sorry <laughs> for the low low price of redeeming low, low barbara keen in under yes. 140 characters also if you follow us on twitter you'll find out when all of our episodes um have been published yep 
because we have other podcasts other than Gotham. We do. We have lots of them. We have Sleepy Hollow. Yep. We have uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yep. We have other non-Marvel movies, which are just random movies. Because we like them. We do. Because we liked them. Because we're nerds. Um, And we can't stop talking about these things. And we're also going to pick up Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the fall with season three. And coming soon. Agent Carter. I'm really <gasps> excited about Agent Carter. I know. Carter. I can't wait. So we're going to we're gonna do season one probably November, December to get ready for when we pick up season two when it starts in January. January. Yes. And if you can't remember all of that, uh, you can check out our website at randomtpodcast.com. Yep. You got anything? anything else before we close this down? I think we covered it all. All right. Thank you for listening, guys. Thank you.